And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast post-game show. The game was too big. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope pod to step two, step two, step two. Let's go. We're hype. Season four vibes. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. Nights like this is why the pod exists. Because no matter what, we come late. But we always come correct. Raptors win 110 to 109 against the Magics. Did I just say Magics? <laughs> I'm too hype. I'm too hype. But the reason is Barnes versus Suggs round one goes to Scotty Barnes, Scotty Vibes, Scotty Digital. One of those nicknames are gonna stick. I keep telling you that. But either way, we are here. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast postgame show. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. If you are doing this with us live, really appreciate you for doing that. You can follow me live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Follow me on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. You can follow along on the YouTube page as well. We got you on the YouTube page. That's how you really support the pod. If you go to YouTube, you search On Blast Podcast, or you search my name, Sheldon Alexander, you'll find this and a whole bunch of other whole grain goodness that the On Blast Podcast Network has to offer. Just know that Wrap It Up is a show. On Blast is a network. And we do this after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Today was a day. I said this on the last pod I did with John with Chidley Hill when we did the uh, You Killed It pod. <laughs> I talked about how nobody really cares about what goes on behind the scenes. They just care about what happens when they get to listen to the content. So I'm not going to bore you with it. I'm just going to say today was a day. But we continue and we're here. And doing this pod, you know, watching the game, taking it all in is a good reminder as to why we do this in the first place. Because it's for nights like this. When there's just a dope and crazy game for us to talk about, for us to go over, for us to recap, and that was this. Again, Barnes versus Suggs round one lived up to the hype. Jalen Suggs, 21 points, including four of eight from three, six of 14 overall. Scotty Barnes, Scotty Vibes, Scotty Digital. 29 points, 9 rebounds, 9 of 14 from the floor. This game was dope. It was a really good game. Obviously came way down to the wire. What we do on this pod, I will give you my thoughts as always. And then after that, I will go through the comments because this is your show. Wrap it up podcast, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. Because this show's about y'all. I want to know how you guys are feeling. And there's been a lot of buzz about Scotty Vibes. And what's going on and just how good he looks so far and i'm here to listen to to read to go over just how hype everyone is feeling right now because i'm there with you scotty is nice it's beyond nice i don't want to get too hype about it but my like dude is legit and this was just a great great night of basketball so again i'm gonna go through what I think went on in this game, give you my thoughts, and then after that, I'll read the comments in the best place. If you want to join in on the comments, send in your comments and questions, you can do that at the YouTube page. Get in the chat there. 
That's where all the comments are, and we will continue to discuss a great night of Raptors basketball as they improve to 3-3 three and three on the season. 500. 500. <laughs> I said at the start of the year, that's the goal for me. That's what I want to see. 500 basketball, I'll take that. Improvements from the Young Bucks, I'll take that. And we're seeing that so far. Because as someone points out on Instagram, big fan of Banton as well. Dude looks like he's going to be a good player in this league. It's not just about Scotty Barnes. Delano Banton. Delano. The Toronto man's himself. Also putting in work. But yes, let's go through the game. Let's see what's going on. And then I'll get to the people's comments because I do want to hear from you. I want to hear how hype the people are right now in talking Raptors basketball because you deserve to be hype. The rookie is putting in work. Well, the rookies, I should say, putting in work. The leaders are doing their thing. You got Gary Trent Jr., who I know people didn't really know about his defense. It wasn't really the part that everyone talked about. But to have that game end how it did on a defensive play by Gary Trent, incredible, incredible. But let's go through, as always, and, and for sure, if you're listening to this right now, go to the YouTube page, bless us with a like, bless us with a subscribe, but also, most importantly, send in your comments and questions, because I want to go through all of those live. I want to know how hype the Raptors fan base is. But let's go through the game here, and first quarter, right? Scotty Barnes showing off a little bit of his game, and the part that I really enjoy is just how under control he is, and longtime listeners or fans of this podcast will know, if we go back to the first season, which was the Kawhi year, the thing that amazed me the most about Kawhi Leonard was that everything was at his pace, you can't slow him down, you can't speed him up, whatever he's going to do, he's doing at his own pace, now I'm not comparing Scott Scotty Barnes to Kawhi Leonard. It's not what I'm doing. So before people kind of go crazy on that, it's not what I'm doing. What I am doing though, is saying that my guy just moves at his own pace. And that is a thing of beauty. That's when you see a real, real ball player. Because everything is just at his pace. His vibe, you could say. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make here is, you know, Again, the beef between the stat nerds and the ball heads about the mid-range game. Don't let anyone tell you that the mid-range game is dead or the mid-range game doesn't matter because that's just dumb. And those are people that didn't play basketball. I understand how math works. I get it. And I understand the point that people are trying to make. But there's nothing better in the game than a polished mid-range game. The reason I say that is because a polished mid-range game is always going to be better than guys who think they can shoot threes. Because there's a difference between you can shoot threes and you being good at shooting threes. Understand? Cool. So what I'm saying here is when I see Scotty Barnes just driving the lane, pull up for that elbow jumper, the one that your high school coach has you practice over and over and over again, and my guy's just silky smooth with it, I have no problems with him taking that shot every single time the defense gives it to him. No issues with that at all. And I thought it was dope to see because to me, you're knocking that down to an NBA dude. That's a layup, right? Like that's something that they practice on a daily basis that you just can't stop. It's a layup. And Scotty Barnes was hitting a bunch of those. Also going back and forth because Suggs, Suggs also had it going and he had it going from deep. Two early threes for him. 
But Scotty Barnes, and the reason why I think Scotty Barnes is such a great key part to this team is because Scotty Barnes is able to do it. He's able to do so many different things. He's able to contribute in so many different ways. The one thing you see from him to me that was really cool is you see him playing defense. There's that play early on where he deflects the pass or the shot. Not really sure what it was. Doesn't really matter. The point is he was able to stop it and then he was able to come down the other way and hit just that mid-range jumper. A thing of beauty. You love it. You love seeing that. Again, he's doing it at his own pace. Another thing that was interesting, just seeing, because Suggs, Suggs hasn't really had that good of a season. He's been okay, but Scotty's definitely been a lot more consistent. But this was a really good game for Suggs. Suggs looked good in this game, and it was great to see this matchup live up to the hype. Because you want to see good players in the league. I don't want to see anybody have to deal with being called the bust. And that's not what this is about. It's not what I'm trying to do. It's not what anyone wants to see. We're here for good basketball, right? So to see these two dudes go at it was dope. Mo Bamba, someone who hasn't had a good career so far, but you still talk about the potential a lot. He was super active. Finished the game, obviously, with, what, 18 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks, he was super active, and when you see him have a night like this, it makes me think if if he just sits and watches like Clint Capella tape, you know what I mean, where you're just screen and rolling and diving hard to the basket over and over again consistently, to me, that's where he can really have a good effect on the game as the phone in the background continues to ring, but that's okay, and what we need to do here, something that I find super interesting, if I look at what Mo Bamba is able to do, if he can do that consistently, look at the money that's able to be made by some of these big guys by just being super active. That to me is huge. That to me is something that can translate. That to me is something that can get you a lot of money in the NBA and get you a super, super, super long career. And to me... You know, you, you see that and you think of Chris Boucher, same thing. Just these guys that are able to step in the game and be super active. That to me is super key. And so seeing Mo Bamba do that, you know, it, it's it's huge. It was huge to see. But let's get back to the game, right? So we're still in the first quarter. He's providing energy. But then the Raptors come with their Canadian bench. They're all Canada bench, which is Delano Banton, Chris Boucher, Kem Birch. And Banton, we talked about it on the last pod about just the how his job is just to push the pace and it was interesting watching the post game from last outing against the Pacers in which both Banton and Nick Nurse both talked about and even a bit of Freddie but they were talking about how that role that they have Banton in and the reason why he's getting all these minutes now is because he's understanding his role is to come in and push the pace push the tempo Get guys going. Bring energy. Every time, whether he gets the rebound or the outlet, he's pushing the ball, pushing the tempo. And Freddie talked about how that was his role with the bench mob when he first came up. So he understands it. He sees it. He gets it. And I always point out to the fact that you have to remember, Nick Nurse was the coach, basically, of the bench mob when they first made their development and they started to get things going, right? 
So now you see the same principle shining through and why Nick Nurse would be so into Banton and making sure that he gets him in early and often. But also a key part with Banton is Boucher. Because Boucher, it's the same thing. You want him to be active. You want him to be running up and down the floor. You want him to be getting on the glass and just bringing his energy. And you saw that from Chris Boucher tonight. And the pairing of bringing him in with Banton, who's going to push the pace, is just dope. Add Ken Birch to that. And it's just dope seeing Canadians do what they do on the Toronto Raptors. It's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. 23-20, Raptors led after one. Second quarter, Cole Anthony. I mean... He had an up-and-down season last year. He had spurts where he was looking super legit. And tonight, yeah, he looked super legit in this game. And I was amazed at just the different ways he was able to score. He had 24 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 of 6 from 3, 7 of 13 overall. But the way that he was just shooting that jumper with confidence in rhythm, but then also the ability to get to the basket... I mean, if they're going forward and they're trying to pair that Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs backcourt, that's something that can work. It looks really good so far. Those two guys were doing the do. Interesting. And then they still got T-Ross coming off the bench, which I also find super interesting, right? But we're talking about Scotty Barnes. And Scotty Barnes, with the block on one end, drives down the lane, hits a nice mid-range. The mid-range game was super nice, and he just continued to take the shot because the defense kept giving it to him. And for a lot of NBA players, heck, for a lot of high school ballers, that, that elbow jumper is a layup. It's super easy. And Scotty kept hitting it over and over and over again. And even if he missed it, he followed up his shot, got on the glass, and followed it up. Raptors led at half. But in the third quarter, Suggs continued to knock down some threes. Mo Bamba, again, super active, doing his thing. T. Ross got it going. The Magic actually had a lead in the third quarter. Now, we haven't mentioned his name too much as of yet, but Gary Trent Jr. had a great game. And, you know, the scoring was dope. We know Gary Trent Jr. is a, is a shooter. He's a professional scorer. Or he might not be there yet but he might be on his way to being a professional scorer. And I'm amazed at the mid-range game that he had. He showed a lot of mid-range, which was just taking what the defense was giving him. The scouting report, everyone knows he's a three-point shooter. But when you rush out at Gary Trent, his ability to make a move, take a couple dribbles, get into that mid-range, and hit that comfortably, dope. Super dope. And it was a part of his game that, I didn't know was that good. Much like the defense. I knew the defense was okay, but I feel like he showed a lot more tonight. And I caught a bit of the post-game presser where he was talking about how he said, you know, he's out there with Scotty. He's out there with OG, Fred, Precious. Like, those guys defend. And he said, I got to defend too. Like, I can't be left out. I can't not defend if that's what these guys are doing. And it makes so much sense, right? You don't want to be the weak link out there that everyone's picking on. And especially in this era of the NBA where you know teams just hunt certain matchups. Like that has to feel so dry when a team's coming down and all they're doing is getting your guy and screening so that the matchup is on you so they can go at you every time. 
So it's interesting to hear Gary Trent say, hey, I look around and I'm out there with a bunch of defenders. I got to hold my own. I got to do my part as well. To me, that's super dope. And just adding another element to his game. Because as we talk about the strength of this Raptors team and go back for this entire era, or if you want to go back to the previous era, what I'm saying is the Masai Ujiri era, what they're building are people who are able to contribute in multiple ways. You are not going to be a one-dimensional guy and get minutes on this team. So Gary Trent, cool, you can score. Cool, you can shoot threes. That's what you do. Well, you're also going to play defense. I think that's dope. And we talked earlier about Chris Boucher, and he brought his energy. He did his thing. He also hit a big three in this game that the Raps needed at that time, which carried some momentum into that fourth quarter where OG was knocking down threes. I mean, back-to-back threes for OG. Freddie was doing his thing, getting in the lane. And then things got wild late. (laughs) I mean, the magic just wouldn't go away. The Raptors were up 10, then they were up 8, then they were up 12. And Cole Anthony was hitting big time shots. That He hit one step back three that was just like, I had to give him a, a hat tip for that one because it was just legit, legit, legit. But I'm also going to be honest. There were three points in that fourth quarter where I thought the Raptors hit the dagger, <laughs> right? I thought Freddie's and one was probably the dagger. He's on the ground. He's doing the flex. I can't wait to see those shots tomorrow so I can put them in the opening, <laughs> but You know, I thought that could have been the dagger, a big time drive by Freddie. He gets bodied, hits the and one. Cool. Gary Trent Jr. with a massive steal, hits OG for the dunk. Raps were up 10 with three minutes ago. I thought that could have been the dagger. No. Freddie hit another three and then another three. I thought that could have been the dagger. Raps were up 12 with two minutes to go. And then, yeah. And this is where you chalk things up to them just being a young team, right? You got to learn how to win. And the other part of being a young team, but also being a team with a lot of new pieces is you still have to figure out the hierarchy in crunch time. Who does what? Whose turn is it? Who's making the plays? Who's hitting the big shots? But also figuring out where certain guys want the ball or like the ball or, you know, If Freddie drives this direction, can he pass it to me in the corner? I got to be ready to shoot. Those little things. And even with that said, there were still some breakdowns on the defensive end. That OG and one when he fouled Suggs shooting the three. I mean, that's just not, that's just bad defense by OG there, right? Not cool at all. A bad lapse for a very good defender. You're not going to really, I mean... The chances of you blocking a three-point shot are slim, but, you know, not a good look there for OG, but a learning experience, right? Big-time shot from Suggs, Wagner hits a three, and all of a sudden the Raps are up one with seconds to go in this game, and OG has a great look from three, and he missed it, and this was interesting to me, and it's interesting coming off a couple games ago where the Raps were in the same situation. And they let Freddie bring the ball up. Well, they didn't have a timeout. So Freddie brings the ball up and he just tried to jiggy and hit the game tying three. He missed it, but it was still a pretty good look for Fred, right? Um, Nurse, if we remember, uh, used the challenge. It was unsuccessful. So they lost their last timeout and had to come up the floor directly and go for that 
uh, last second three. In this instance, it's a one-point game, and Mo Bamba gets the rebound, finds Suggs. Suggs is coming up the floor. There's about 10 seconds left, and again, you're down one. And I thought, you know, if Suggs has a head of steam, the Raptors are kind of scrambling on defense, maybe that's a good look that you want. But Orlando calls timeout. Set up a play. And I'm not going to be mad at that. You know, I, I understand that. I, I get that. Never going to be mad at the decision to call the timeout to try to set something up. The problem is, Cole Anthony got the inbound. Gary Trent Jr. with a great defensive play, getting the steal to ice the game. And the Raptors winning with defense. How's that for a theme? <laughs> right? That, no matter what the faces are, no matter what the names are on the back of the jersey, the Raptors winning with defense is something that the fan base is used to seeing and will always love. So again, Raptors win 110 to 109 against the Orlando Magic. Raptors improve to 3-3 three and three on the year, back to 500. This was the Suggs headline as the Suggs and Barnes uh, matchup here. And I mean... I did the opening for this game, which was cool, which was, you know, just a kind of, we, we used the song and, and we had uh, just highlights of both of them and, you know, the Suggs crazy shot from Gonzaga and who's going to be, you know, the fourth pick, the fifth pick, all that fun stuff. It was cool. And, and I always enjoy when we put something together like that and then the game actually lives up to that. Totally hype. So to watch that game, it was great. Now, the Raptors won, so we're okay with how crazy that ending was, <laughs> and maybe if it didn't go the Raptors' way, we might be a little more uh, upset about it, but I guess at the end of the day, are you not entertained? <laughs> I won't yell it, but you know the rest. So again, Raptors win 110 to 109, and huge shouts to the people watching this podcast on instagram if you want to check out and be a part of the podcast live you can always do that you got to just like and subscribe on youtube just search on blast podcast or the channel is just all under my name sheldon alexander so if you like and subscribe there you'll get an alert every time we go up live sometimes it's not going to be directly after the game just because hey work it happens but just know if you never catch the podcast live we got you covered afterwards wherever you get your podcasts on apple on spotify google podcasts on uh, soundcloud we got you covered or of course the aforementioned youtube like and subscribe there and always bless us with the like we appreciate that it's how you support the pod and it's how you share the movement that is this the wrap it up podcast and sharing the movement means we bring more raptors fans into the conversation which is also the one of the most important things that i love doing with this podcast so let's do that now and i'm gonna go to the youtube page again that's where you get the majority of this chat so i appreciate y'all the people who are there and i'm going to start and you chat to the people on twitch too keep trying to build out the twitch channel appreciate y'all whoever's watching on twitch you can find us there on blast podcast we're making moves we're making moves but i'll start off here and logan says let's go raps raps win raps win raps win got to be there live was so exciting Dis didn't participate in the bad chant lmao uh 
the reports were that the fans were chanting Scotty's better. I mean, hey, one of the benefits of having the Raptors home crowd again is enjoying the fan base doing things like that. Cool. Love the fan base being into it. I don't want it to become quiet, sitting down, stuffy. Nah, we don't want that. We want the hype crowd, so that's cool. Francis says, great defensive win by the Raps today. Um, more comments. Gary Trent Jr. is legit. Scotty legit. Delano legit. Masai wins again. <laughs> Darren says, what a weak shooting game for OG and Fred again. I'm not going to slander OG and Fred because they got a lot of stuff on their plate. And I've been saying this a lot. And we almost, you know, we put so much into stats nowadays that sometimes it goes too far. I understand that stats do matter. And I'm not saying that stats don't. That's not my point. My point is it's not the be-all and end-all, right? So you look at this. Freddie finishes with 19 points, 7 of 16 shooting, 3 of 10 from 3. Okay, 19 points, 6 assists. OG, 16 points on 7 of 19 shooting, 2 of 8 from 3. Not good percentages. I get it. But what I keep reminding you guys about, especially when it comes to Fred Van Fleet, okay? And you heard him kind of allude to this in the in the post game uh, after Indiana, the Indiana win, where he said he was talking about Delano and talking about how when he first came up, his job was to push the pace with the second unit. And he's like, and now they tell me I got to shoot 20 times a night. And I didn't really know that that was going to be a thing that I was going to be doing in the league. But here you are. And it's, you know, I heard him say that in the post game, and it just reminds me, like I talk about this on the pod all the time, and I think people assume or they might think that I'm trying to make excuses for Freddie when he has bad shooting nights. That's not what I'm trying to do. If you know me, if you follow the pod, I'm not here making excuses for anyone. I'm giving my honest opinion on things. And what I've always said about Fred Van Vliet from last year, and especially this year, but last year when there was no Kyle, right? Freddie knows that he has to be in and around 20 points every single night for this team to have a chance to win. If he's not in and around 20 points, they will lose. So however he gets to that 20 point number or in that range, if he has to shoot, you know, 23 times, cool. If he has to shoot as he did tonight, 16 times, cool. Bottom line, he knows for this team to have a chance to win, he's got to be in and around 20 points. That's what I've always said. And now to hear him talk about, oh, I got to shoot. They tell me I got to shoot 20 times a night. See what I'm saying? Again, there's a lot of people that talk ball, but there's not a lot of people that watch ball. And there's a difference right? It's just understanding the difference, right? And he doesn't care what his shooting percentage is. Obviously, he wants to shoot a good percentage, but he knows that one of his shots is a better option than someone else's shots. He is that dude. They want him to shoot the ball and be aggressive because that's the role that he has to play on this team. And the reason I bring up the stats is because I always wonder things like, you know, People already crapped on Allen Iverson a lot, but imagine how much worse it would have been if we were in this stat era and people would have been saying how bad Allen Iverson is, right? Like that's ridiculous. Stats tell you something. It doesn't tell you everything and that's okay. It gives you half the story. We can use both. So, you know, 
I know I went off a little bit there, a little bit of a, a, a rant instead of just answering Darren's question. But, you know, you, the words, and he put the capital, weak, right? What a weak shooting game for OG and Fred, and then caps again. And it's like, I understand what you're saying, but especially with El Pascal, the pressure is on Freddie to be in and around that 20-point mark a night. Same thing for OG. So shooters got to shoot. Got to shoot to score. That's what I think. Elijah checks in and says, man, my power went out, so I didn't see the game, but I'm glad we won. Hey, that's what the podcast is for, right? That's what the pod is for. Uh, what else do we got here? Aisha says, both Gary Trent Jr. and Scotty, this was great. Who's going to the bench when Pascal comes back? Maybe Precious. We talked about this, and the conversation is going to continue until Pascal comes back, but it'll be super interesting to see. Like, I don't know the answer. I really don't, but I find it funny. I do definitely find it funny because I don't know what the answer is going to be, but I'm interested in what it's going to be because... I mean, does Scotty come off the bench because you can just let him run the second unit? Does Gary Trent Jr. come off the bench? Because, I mean, he's already just shooting. So if he comes off the bench and just you let him be a gunner and just shoot, you could see that as well. Or maybe Precious coming off the bench and is just all energy all the time. I don't know. Lots of different options. Lots of different options indeed. Uh, so many comments. What else we got here? And I'm going to try to go through all of them as I always say that, but I mean it. Uh, Francis says precious was definitely out of it today. Dude wasn't hustling at all. Logan says, Scotty taking three dribbles from rebounding to dunking on them. It's true, man. Scotty, when he gets it going and he gets it in gears, those long strides, he's got the little Euro step in his game too. It's amazing. Glow Girl Smiles says Suggs versus Barnes matchup didn't disappoint. You could tell Suggs was trying to shine. Yeah, I mean, hey, these guys all have social media. They know what's going on. They know all the talk and the slander that's been going on to Suggs' name because he struggled. And he also knows that Scotty Barnes has been showing out so far. There's certain games you're going to have on your calendar. And he knows, you know... People assumed, people thought the Raps were going to take him, and they didn't. And most professional athletes are going to take the slight there, right? They're going to take the slight, and they're going to feel as if, you know, something's wrong there. So let's keep things going, though. And we got uh, more comments. Fred took a floater, though. That was great, even though it was short. Freddie's still doing everything within the flow of the game. Logan says Freddie had 16 in the fourth and solid defense. He was fine. Agreed. Focus in too much on the shooting stats, where I always try to give the reminder, the key to the Raptors are is that players on the team that get a lot of minutes are able to contribute in different ways. So even if Freddie's shooting numbers aren't great, you know he's still doing other things to contribute to the dub. Uh, more we got here. Freddie showed his leadership and scored most of his points in the second half. Banton has been impressive. Totally agree. Uh, more comments. Raps need to close the game better. That was a stressful end to the game. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, Scramble says, I think Shvi could have taken a few from Fred and Birch from Precious. Uh, oh, minutes wise. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you got to ride the guys early on in this season because you got to get the wins, especially in these games, right? These home games against certain teams, you got to take them. 
Certain teams like the Magic, you got to get that win. You got to. So if you got to play a bunch of minutes, you got to do it. What else do we got here? Uh, I was surprised the Raps didn't punch the Magic in the face every quarter like they did the Pacers. I mean, the Magic just hit big shots and they wouldn't go away. They refused to get blown out. Even being down 12 with two minutes left, they didn't fold. They kept coming back. Over and over and over. A lot of people in the chat saying they're happy for Gary Trent Jr. Aisha says OG played like he had a big party the night before. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, what else do we got here? OG had a few threes that swung the momentum. Totally agree there. Can't just knock OG. I think OG hit big shots. And that's part of the development and being into the role that the Raptors want OG to play. That's going to be stuff like hitting big threes in the clutch. Right? He did that. He did that. Style says, big up men like Sheldon. Back for the season. <laughs> we are back. Season four vibes. Keep telling y'all. Going to be here doing it whenever I can. So thank you guys for joining. Definitely appreciate the comments. Definitely appreciate the people who have been rocking with us for multiple seasons in a row. The diehard supporters really appreciate y'all. And the new people coming through, hope y'all enjoy us too. Let us know what you think. Always here for the feedback as well. Maxwell Tomlinson says, dude, you're a champ at this. Uh, I don't know who that comment is directed at. Uh, oh, sorry. I, was, I wasn't going to take the compliment because I didn't know you were talking to me, but I, I read the comment above because I'm like scrolling through and he says, dude, you have the best take. So many angles. You look at the game. I really appreciate that. I genuinely do appreciate that. And normally like I'm scrolling through comments and reading them. I don't want new people to think that I'm here reading compliments that are complimentary to me. That's not what this pod is about, but I do want to say that I appreciate that. And also I read the comments that diss me too. So, hey, <laughs> we take the good and the bad. We do it all here. But Maxwell Tomlinson, I appreciate the, the kind words. I really do. Thank you for rocking with us here and being a part of the show as well. Because I always say it. This is y'all show. I just give my opinion, right? I work in the industry. I've worked in the industry for a very long time. Do a lot of different things now. Still work in the industry. So I have a, a, a point of view, I like to say, that is educated, but I'm coming at this project here as a place where we can have a conversation about the Toronto Raptors and what's going on. I'll share what I think, but I'm just one vote, just one opinion, and I'm here to get all of yours as well. I think I know what I'm talking about, but hey, just an opinion. Uh, the Town Hero says... I shouted out Gary Trent defense two streams ago. This man is brought has bought in. You love to see it. Thoughts on what lineup should be when Pascal comes back. That's everyone's question. And here's the thing. And this is not a cop out at all. But I trust in what Nick Nurse is going to do. Because, and the reason I say that is because Nick Nurse has already shown that he will try stuff. And if it doesn't work, he'll try something else. And I respect that right? It's admitting that you can be wrong. It's admitting that, you know, you have a bunch of different pieces that all fit and it's just about finding the right combinations. And Nick Nurse is going to, he has good options and there's, there's, you know, it could be a lot worse, <laughs> right? There could be worse issues. 
what else do we got here? DA says Fred cannot sustain these minutes. Well, we'll see, right? Only time can tell. Another comment, I hope Delano gets more minutes to help Fred rest early and middle in the middle of the game. Yeah, you got to ease Delano along slowly, right? You got to remember, like, my guy's a rookie, rookie, rookie. There's a learning curve there, and I'm sure that's the plan. And if you remember, Dragic was getting some minutes. And maybe Dragic was also supposed to take some of the, the load off of Fred Van Fleet. But you got to remember, Freddie's playing a lot of minutes, but... Having a bunch of other guys who are able to bring up the ball up the floor also helps Freddie, you know, take some of the load off, take some of the stress off. He doesn't have to create every single play. He doesn't have to bring the ball up the floor every single time. Also, too, adding Scotty Barnes to OG, to Gary Trent now playing defense at a high level as well, and even Precious, who can switch out and guard a bunch of different positions, the pressure isn't on Freddie to have to just guard the other team's point guard for the entire game. So we'll see. Uh, more comments though. Your ball knowledge is tops, bruh. <laughs> other raps, YouTube channels have hot takes and general opinions, but you legit know the game. I try to, I mean, I watch a lot of ball as mentioned. I covered the team for a while. I cover basketball since the score days, fans that are old enough to remember the score television network, I covered basketball there for a long time, um, worked behind the scenes here at the new job for a while now, and just recently switched over to back covering the Raptors. So yeah, you know, been in this for a while. So I have an opinion that I think is educated, but I'm open to listening and sharing opinions. That's what we try to do here on this pod. So I appreciate y'all for understanding that where I'm coming from and being receptive to it as well. And I keep saying this and I don't really, I'm being dead serious when I say it. I'll read the good and bad comments. So, hey, don't be shy. <laughs> what else do we got though? They should at least shoot to their average. Yes, Freddie is important, but OG and Van Fleet need to shoot better. Uh, Freddie in the fourth quarter, uh, did the daggers. I'm good with that. But really, there's an early pattern of some weak, weak shooting. Be patient. You're not going to hit every shot. Not everyone's Steph Curry. Right? I hate to make it sound so simplistic, but guys miss shots. It happens. Elijah says, I don't think there is a right answer. We'll just have to play the lineups when Pascal is back. We have a bunch of players making a good case to be a starter, which is a good problem to have. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree with that point, Elijah. Another comment here. Uh, I'm going to need to come up with some good burns for Sheldon then. <laughs> well played. Well played. Um, <laughs> I mentioned Dragic and, and Darren says, Dragic, who dat? <laughs> well played. I like the jokes. I like the jokes. I'm here for the jokes. Uh, Kenrick says, Barnes did everything your favorite player can do with ease in the first half. Now rules equals 90 style of basketball. Better for the comparisons. Okay. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says Gary Trent Jr.'s defense definitely improved with active hands, turning into a two-way player. Agreed. Uh, here's another question. Sheldon, what are your thoughts on the league's new rules slash calls for initiating contact? Uh, I love it. I thought it went too far the other way. It was so annoying. Dudes hunting fouls and just getting to the free throw line. And, you know, 
when you're not doing an actual shooting motion and they tried to do this a couple years ago and it just didn't work right like last year i feel like they tried to implement the whole uh shooting motion has to be a natural shooting motion and they still didn't do it and so the fact that they're cracking down they're probably here's what's happening right now right there's going to be an overcorrection. So the refs are going over the top to let you know what you can and can't get away with. And the reason why that's important is because what's going to happen is they're going to revert to the middle. You know, the refs are going to call less and the players are going to understand that, hey, if I pump fake and jump into the guy, I'm not going to get the call. So I'm not going to do it. So you, you get a bit of both, but to start the season, the refs are just making a point. We're not going to give you guys the BS free throws that we've been giving you over and over again. And I see people bringing up James Harden is mad. <laughs> and yes, he is. But James Harden's also a really good basketball player, and it'll take him a while to adjust. And I'm going to be honest. I agree with Steve. I was about to say Steve Kerr, but I meant Steve Nash, the coach of the Nets, who said that, he feels like Harden's been the poster boy for it. And I agree with that. But I also understand why that would be. Because that's how you're going to make your point. If we're not giving the calls to James Harden, then if you're OG, you can't really complain. Because Harden's not getting those calls anymore. So if we're not giving them to Harden, then lesser players aren't going to get those same calls. And I understand it from all ways, but I like the call. Harden, Curry, Trey Young, totally agreed. And I'm glad that they're going to try to take this out of the game. I just hope they stay consistent with it. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to hope. But again, thanks for tuning into this podcast. I'm really glad we were able to do it. I wasn't sure for a while there because there's some stuff going on behind the scenes, which again, I always say nobody cares about, so I never really get into. But I do appreciate the fact that y'all are here to rock with me whenever we decide to come up and do the podcast, because that's a reminder of why I do this anyways, because this is a lot of fun. And I like connecting and talking to people that share the same interests in terms of basketball and a love for basketball in the city of Toronto. And you combine that and you got the Toronto Raptors. Here we are. So again, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank y'all for tuning in to this, the Wrap It Up podcast. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast because you can find us on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Google Podcasts, whatever it's called, on Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Remember, Wrap It Up is a show on Blast is a network. So if you search on Blast Podcast or my name, Sheldon Alexander, that's how you can like and subscribe, and that's how you really support the movement that is this, the Wrap It Up podcast. I really appreciate y'all for tuning in and joining us, and we'll be back again tomorrow as the Raptors finish off the second end of a back-to-back. And remember, a huge theme of the start of this season and going back to last season is the struggles that the Raptors have on the second night of back-to-backs. So they get another chance. They get another chance to try and improve that and turn that around and improve on the second night of back-to-backs against an Indiana team that they just beat on Wednesday. So you hope that it can be another Raptors win. That's the hope, right? We really do hope so. So as always, I always say this to close out the podcast, but it's so true each and every time because it's the truth and I say it from the soul, but I really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. 
Until next time, which is tomorrow, we'll see you soon. Peace.